Ocean FM Donegal Plumbing and Heating Old Lahey Road Donegal Town Suppliers of underfloor heating packages Aluminium radiators Samson and Daikin Air to water heat pumps And all your renewable needs And sponsors of the Donegal GAA Podcast It's just fabulous to see him alive and up and picking her up The thing about the club is you don't choose your club <laughs> um, it's, it's like family. You want to get back out on the field. It's just uh, it's, it's in your blood, I suppose. And just want to get out there now and get the games going again. Brian Murray, Thank you. let me shake hands with you. You come in here hobbling. How are you feeling now? Oh, I'm all right. I'm all right. I tell you nothing about a couple of pints, won't you? I'll tell you. You know. He gets the foot behind it. He launches it in. It's over the bar. The wee man from Chester. Yes, the Donegal GAA podcast with Ocean FM, Paddy McGill here, and apologies, I am a day late with the show, bad 24 hours of the, the old man flu, it's a it's a hard thing to kick off. Beef Connell are county champions for the sixth time, they also won the reserve title, making it a historic double for the men from the parish of Inishkeel. Letter Kenny Gills are Junior A champions, while Neve Olton win the Junior B decider. All of that and much more in the company of Francie Freel and Brian McCabe. We also have interviews with Neve Connell manager Martin Regan, Hard McGill brothers, Anthony and Kieran Thompson, and Kevin Cassidy. Francie, Brian, how are you, lads? Good, Paddy. Good. Good, Paddy. How's far? Absolutely fantastic bar the man who, as I said, takes a few minutes to shake off. My wife and my extended family are having absolutely no sympathy. Let's get straight into it. Let's rip the plasters off and go to some post-match reaction from Saturday. Martin Regan, the Thompson brothers, but first, a neutral voice, Mr. Kevin Cassidy of Guidoer. Neve Connell, county champions for the sixth time. What did you make of it? Fully deserving winners. Um, you know, everybody, including myself, thought that Unions had it right this year. Um, their speed, their power, their aggression. Glenties totally turned their game plan around. Uh, they went ultra defensive. Unions lacked, lacked. You know, they, could, they they just couldn't create anything. They played in Glenty's hands and listen you have to give great credit to Martin Regan and, and his squad because they knew that they couldn't come up here and open, openly play against Glenty's but you know a one's a one for them Let's get straight to the red card everybody's talking about it I have to say we were in commentary by the time the podcast goes out I'm sure it'll be doing the realms on social media and the various WhatsApp groups. So haven't seen it yet myself, but I'm hearing it was pretty harsh. It was harsh. Now, I suppose, listen, it's easy for us to say it up there and we get to view it back. And But the boys have to make a decision, a heat of the moment decision. And for me, it was probably the wrong decision. You know, did it have an impact in the game? I'm not sure because we didn't see anything from Unions really in the first half and we didn't see anything really in the second half. So, you know, Glenty's, like we say, came here with a game plan, stuck to it and, you know, Everybody writes, writes this team off that they're an aging team and their legs are gone. But today, 
the, the you know Glen Eastwood the team with the more energy, the more you know they, they, they just created more. So and they were the better team in that first half, even when St. Junins had fifteen. Definitely, and that's a strange thing about it. You know, people will look to the red card, but I think overall Glen is with a better team. You know, they created more. They, they had their game plan was better. Um, I thought Junins would have changed it around the second half slightly more. Maybe try a few long balls in. Didn't materialise, but you know, I'm sure they'll go home and, and lick their wins tonight. It is some legacy they're leaving here, isn't it? Uh, six championships since since '05, and you know yourself, you just won Ulster, and you found it hard to do back. You couldn't do back to backs, and Junins now are unable to do it Car around for so long They've won, with this golden generation they've won, picked up one championship it, it is some legacy 100% and when, you know they'll only I suppose they'll only realise it when this team moves on and they look back on the legacy but we keep seeing it you know, the boys who are there who are older they're still doing the, you look Liam McClinton came in there a couple of massive things Brandy McDyer who I thought was man of the match he was tremendous from start to finish kicked three massive points you know Marty Boyle came in Anthony Thompson does what he does or Owen Wade does what he does you know, what a legacy to leave behind. Now, you know, I suppose for the boys, they'll be looking at, can they make a, a major inroads in the Ulster tournament this year? You head to, I think it's Carrigan in two or three weeks' time. Yeah, you just played against them too, didn't you? Yeah, a very hostile place to go, you know, but I expect Neil Connell to have too much for them. And then, you know, it's anybody's game. So, like you say, six championships in the last whatever amount of years is fantastic for their club. Delighted to be joined by the Thompson brothers in the wind and the rain in McCool Park Valley Buffet. But the two Ard McGill lads don't mind. I'll go to the, the veteran first. Anthony, uh, your sixth county championship, sixth Dr Maguire. How do you reflect on that one? Uh, I know. As you get older, they get, you know, every bit that more special or whatever. It's just amazing to be in with this young group of good boys here, you know. Teams, teams write us off every year. It's great, you know. Again, come in here, total underdogs. You know, we know what we have within our circle. Within, you know, you see there. You know, when it comes to the grind, we grind it out, boys, and we just work hard. And just again, we just got over the line. But where does that come from? Okay, you can pull off a shock in a county final or semi-final once or twice. This is, this is consistent. And I knew when I picked St. Junins last week in the paper that I was off my head. <laughs> ah, yeah, that's it. Hey, now people don't see what we have inside the circle. You know, we go out now in fairness last year. We had a poor game and things went against us and. St. Junior's were the better team but now you know this year like we've been building we still have such quality within our team like you know and you've got to look at that there and just teams don't see that but it's great for us and we're delighted We had Oshin McConville on the county podcast a couple of times Kieran Thompson and he always stresses hurt only lasts a couple of months it lasts a couple of months but spoke with Regan spoke with Anthony there use channel that and use it as fuel today no doubt no definitely I big time last year I think we didn't do ourselves justice in the final you know we just we just didn't perform and unions were 100% better on the day so this year it just wasn't going to happen the total belief over the last couple of weeks there with this group was just unbelievable and we just we just knew we weren't going to get beat today you know what kind of a game was it to play in because just watching it was was tough at times just in terms of the adverse conditions the wind and the rain it looked treacherous <clears throat> no first half was, was very bad conditions now but um, it was just intense everything was freaking on the money and we were playing well and we were two points up and then we let a slippy goal in and it just we just grinded out the end of half time it was tough conditions and we knew then we were in a good position at half time to kick on Kieran I'm going to let you go I'm going to have a final word here with Anthony I would have a longer interview only we are getting drenched here Anthony you played in two Ulster finals 2010 and of course then against Kilku a couple of years ago and feeling now maybe you can go one further Ah yeah, you know, obviously we never looked past today or Donegal as such, like you can't do that, Donegal's so hard to get out of, but you know, things, we've a lot of weeks now, 
I know how we were as or when we played. Twelfth of November, Cargan in Belfast. Yeah. Right, very good. Aye, but look at as I say, we we didn't look past any of that there. But now, once you get out of Donegal, things open up. You know, football gets a wee bit more expansive. People, you know, I know many even today was defensive and that, but everybody does it in Donegal. So you know, things open up, and when you go outside of Ulster, and you know, the, sh- the kind of the shackles are off. You've won your county, and you can go for things a wee bit more. Where's this leg- legacy come from? I was on the podcast a few weeks ago with Martin McElhenney and Eamon McGee, and I was talking about me and you were in the same year of school. And do you remember those battles, the likes of Ardra and yourselves had in Glenties? And it was always tit for tat, and it would have been tit for tat with a lot of clubs in Neve Connell. But you lads, it's been some. I would say even you can't believe the successes have had in that period. No, definitely not. No, like. We came through minor 03, was it, you know, 04, and then we got a couple of 21s, 04, 05 as such, and then we got our senior 05, like, but we had great boys before us, well, we'd obviously Jim, John, uh, uh, Johnny the Butcher, Paddy Campbell, like, they were great leaders, and they set the stone for us, you know, and now I think now the last couple of years, we, when we were coming through 05, me, Wade, Brendy, Leo, Marty, we kind of, you know, we kind of set the standards then for these younger boys and again now they're just carrying it through and you just have to do that you know you have to just keep keep getting somebody through every year and we've thankfully the last couple of years we just or we just never say that you never say die attitude you know you just can't you've got you know people write us off all the time but we just keep going and going like and if we're bait we're bait but you know you'll have to come and beat us dogs of war finally Ian join it as much as ever oh yeah it's great I know <laughs> the running's a lot less than when I was when I was younger and that there but sure you have the young boys there now you're kind of more coaching them they do the silly work oh, now oh they do the donkey work now it's great hey? we kind of just get into positions and you know we help them along and that there and show we've so much legs and our team Ethan, Jack, Kieran, Doherty's all powerful players hey? and it's just you know it's great we're there to kind of coach them and help them along and just it's, it's, it's mighty delighted to be joined by Neve Connell manager Martin Regan a one point victory for your side County champions once again. Yeah, it's a nice feeling now. Um, I suppose after the disappointment last year to to come back and win it again this year, it's huge. And to, you know, when you look at everything, even come back from last year, and we lost a lot of players in the last year as well through injuries. We lost Owen and Alton through injury, and Kieran Gallagher, Kieran Brennan, boys like that. There, we've lost a lot of players. So I thought the way they responded, even down Leo there today, like Leo's huge for us. And he hasn't been fit to play since the semi-final, so to win it without all them boys, I think it's an absolute credit to the boys that knuckle down and. That was brilliant. It was really, really good, and it's great to be county champions again against such a quality unions team. It is. It's such a brilliant, brilliant unions team. Can I ask you, Martin? And I know you're not going to mind too much about this, but had Kevin Cassidy on there as well. Can we go straight to the red card? We didn't see it from the press box, but there was huge consternation, if you like, at half time between St. Junions and the officials. What was your own thoughts on it? Yeah, I genuinely didn't. I know it's a, it's a cliche, and anybody would say it, but I genuinely didn't see it, and I didn't see it back. So it'll be very hard for me to comment on the red card. But you were probably the better team in that opening 30 minutes. Uh, but trailed at half time was that a big was that a big disappointment in that dressing room I suppose the, the fact that we were against a breeze it wasn't we, we would, would have said that before half time if we were then one or two points at half time we'd be in good shape but uh, I suppose we gave away a bad goal in terms of n- not so much goal the Cologne finished it brilliantly so we did but we gave it away in our attack and we lost our shape in defence I thought defensively we were really really solid and really sound and we were really well set up and the boys had performed the game plan to a T but just you know when we give away possession a few times we were caught on the counter a couple of times so maybe that's something we need to look at going forward is just our possession going forward that we don't give it up as cheap because you know Unions really did struggle to score there in that game bar turnovers you were big underdogs in 05 you were underdogs in 15 and you were down to 14 men yourself that day nobody fancied you against Guidor in that trilogy they were Ulster champions and here's us lads in the media all tippings and unions was that extra motivation for boys like yous? No it, it genuinely wasn't look at 
you know, it's, the unions are a brilliant team. You, you know, you, we wouldn't be begrudging because pe- people are tipping unions. They're a quality team. And yeah, people make predictions based on what they see. And unions have been the best team in Donegal the last two years. So, of course, they were going to come in as favourites. But we, we knew we had a chance. It's not that... Uh, we accept unions were going to be favourites, but we fa- we backed ourselves and we knew if we could get a performance, we wouldn't be far away, and that's the way it transpired. Some huge performances today, and I know managers never like to single out, but we thought that you know Kieran Thompson was to play more, and Doherty got on a lot of ball, particularly in that opening 30-40 minutes. Ethan O'Donnell carried it as usual, and just Brendy McDyer rolling back the ears. He was there in 05 as well. Ah, uh, look, Brendy was brilliant, and you know, you know. I suppose in terms of going forward Brandy and Kieran were massive for us they kicked some great scores going forward the two of them and I suppose the goal then Charlie's goal was a massive score but it was a brilliant, brilliant delivery from Moran to Hart. I thought the, the quality of the ball and to Charlie for that goal was, was immense and then from a defensive point of view I thought they are all everyone just as a unit defended really really well Unan probably brought that energy Unan to Hardy. he was the one getting the contact all the time and that's probably what let us down a lot last year is we weren't getting contact we weren't getting turnovers but I thought we brought that today we brought that edge today and we, we created the turnovers and it was, it was huge for us. I'm taking you away from your family celebrations. We will we'll get to them in a second. They're all bowling of Martin and why wouldn't they be? Martin Senior down there, he's of course one of the main reasons why there's such a legacy in this club. Just finally, it's a very sad week, isn't it, in Donegal, Martin, and no doubt yourselves. And We're in a difficult position even coming into this one, the players' management, you know, and the county final, was it going to be, was it going to be next week? Because 10 beautiful souls perished in Christa last week, and sad day for not just the Nate, but particularly Donegal, Martin. Yeah, unbelievably sad. Like, when we were training last Friday night, you know, when word started to filter through about the enormity of the tragedy and it was tough you know the last place anybody wanted to be was thinking about football and thinking about county finals because it just it does it puts everything into perspective and look at we'll enjoy it today. of course we'll enjoy it today and we're delighted to get the victory but it does you, you know you think back to reality very quickly and think of what they're going do, through down in Creaseland look at the distraction of a county final and people might watch that there but you know reality does hit very quickly and our thoughts are with everybody in Creaseland you know we've all friends down there as well and we know people are affected by that tragedy so our thoughts are with everybody down there at this, at this time also so say all of us Martin, thank you. Yeah, thanks, Benny. Cheers. Yeah, finishing up there with Martin Regan and nice words and on Creaselaw. And I think, lads, Francie, while we will all discuss the talking points from the weekend, that tragic event in Creaselaw really puts the, the thrills and the spills of County Final Day into perspective. There was an eerie feeling about the game even on Saturday leading up to it, wasn't there, Francie? Yeah, definitely so, Paddy. Listen, you know yourself, it was a it was a tight week for the people in Chrysler and you know the the families had to deal with what happened. You know, it's just we only can we only think football's important. You know, and listen, then the day, um family and stuff like that there, and it just showed you know and listen for the people that Chrysler you have to give them credit they, the the work they've done to help the people there through through the tragedy and stuff like that there, and it's a it's a, it's a brilliant to see the community coming together at that sad time. But again, listen from myself again, you know. Heartless out to everybody that suffered bereavement and, and for the for the Creasel area in particular. Yeah, well said, Francie, and well said, Martin Regan. And we just, once again, on behalf of everybody at Ocean FM Sport, we just completely send our sincere condolences and sympathies to everybody who knew the 10 that sadly perished from the explosion, what was it, nine, 10 days ago. Absolutely tragic. I met Liam Michael Henney as well before the match, and what a brave, brave man. He spoke so eloquently as well. No doubt, really, really difficult on some of the national platforms, in particular the RTE news. So, yeah, tough, tough going. And great people down there. Brilliant, brilliant people. And uh, everybody's thinking of them. On to the game. I suppose, lads, Neve Connell, what else can you say 
Brian, I've met, we heard there from a number of the interviews, like, this is a ridiculous legacy, isn't it? Six championships since 05, five since 2010. It's actually the first time ever I've went against them, backed against them in a county in a county final. And as you know, I have a couple of first cousins over there and I've got a couple of got a couple of screenshots there in the old family, the extended family WhatsApp as well. So they're right to rub it in. They're, they're, they are incredible, Brian, aren't they? Yeah, Paddy, come here that they came into the final where they wanted to be. Everyone was writing them off. Everyone was talking St. Unions up that they were unbeatable nearly, but you know, Martin Regan, I think one man they probably not a lot of people have talked about is Barry Dunyan. Barry Dunyan seemed to be a huge part. You know, we went down there this year, he was new in. I know Jim came back in there his last number of weeks, but Barry Dunyan talking to some of the players, you know, done a, a crazy amount of work down there, you know. So come here, Paddy, it's an unbelievable achievement for them. Not alone to win the seniors, but to win the reserves too on the one day. I mean, I would say them they must have over forty players togged out for both uh, both finals, and they're in the third team final too, Paddy. So they could be one in both the three adult group or senior or the three adult levels, you know, such so as crazy. But no, you have to take your hat off them, Paddy. You know, when you look at the the miles and the commitment those lads have put in, you know, like Owen Wade on Saturday, I thought he had an outstanding second half, Anthony Thompson. You know, and then when the game was in the melting pot, they just rolled Leo and the brick on to see it out. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. And we'll talk about Neve Connell's legacy more in a couple of minutes. But look, let's get straight to the big talking point. I think first of all, too, given the parochialism and tribalism in the GAA, I think we're no different anywhere from Malinhead to Mizzenhead. And I think we all virtue, we're all part of this virtue signaling plan, if you like. And I think we're all self-righteous as well about our own clubs. We think, ah, my club would never do this. My club would never do that. And I think, I think like, I don't think you're anti Neve Connell to say Shane O'Donnell's red card was scandalous. It was, it was a farce. Equally, I don't think you're anti St. Unions if you say like, up until the sending off, Glenties, Neve Connell were probably much the better side against a very, very strong breeze and probably shouldn't have been trailing by two points. I think both are correct. The red card, Francie, unfortunately, and it's not Neve Connell's fault either. It's unfortunate in any huge, especially a final, Secret Yogan a couple of years ago, that sometimes that's what you're talking about. Yeah, definitely so. Pose, listen, the red card can at me, you know. Uh... Taps over a bit of cracks in this and Unions, you know, the game overall. Because listen, if you if anybody for out at the game or watching the game, Glenties were the far better team. You know, um the two goals, the first goal, you know, Unions got brought them back into the game. The second goal brought them back into the game. But both times Glenties responded, you know, and you know, on the day, like there's one team that you could just see from the get-go that Glenties were really up for the game, their intensity they're wall to one, you know, they really, really bottled everything up from last year and really, you know, got stuck into Unions and made it a completely a dog of war just and, and just brought Unions to places they've never been. The the pattern kick out, they allowed them the short kick out, they got set up and they just every time they got inside, they knew where Unions were looking to run the ball and they got tackles and turned overs and stuff they got there. And you know, even the last play, Unions had the ball for four minutes, but you could never see them breaking down the the, the to get a shot off. Uh, and that last couple of minutes before the, the before the final whistle, you know, um, you have to give serious credit to Glenties. You know that they just they just just seen the game and they just went after it and they got the scores and they were the better the better team overall. And you know, listen, the sending off, you know, listen, 
there's you know a lot of people giving out about the saying off and stuff like that there and I don't know at the end of the day it was a, I think it was a linesman made a decision it was not the referee that made the decision it was a linesman so listen um, but it was a poor call for like it was a poor and, and, and I, I actually get Neve Connell's frustration too because they were played so I think people will say oh there were two points like a fella from a different county said to me but there were two points in half time I said yeah but it was a horrific breeze in that game and, and it was definitely having an impact and I actually and look we all get good or bad right I think I, I think after 10 minutes a lot of us actually felt Neve Connell might go on and win this and that's not now being all great because we all get them right we all get them wrong but I get Neve Connell's kind of frustration because they felt they had done really well and wouldn't say it spoiled it for them either, but it's just messy. But Francie, you have to be sure in those situations. Like you have to be certain. It's either sometimes there's a grey area with decisions. You have to get like if it didn't happen, then how can it be given? Yeah, no, listen, listen, we know, listen, I would put no responsibility in Mark Dorian. At the end of the day, he used to listen to the linesman and has to act accordingly. And I think the frustration for St. Junins was that, you know, it was like it was not a striking offence. And that's what the, they're saying, that he, that he struck um, uh, on, on the ground, um, Conor O'Donnell, or Shane O'Donnell. Um, I think it was Jack McKelvey that went down, and I think they said they strike Jack McKelvey on the ground. But uh, listen, everybody can see in the replay there was no strike. And as you say, you have to be 100% certain there's a strike, and um, there was no strike. And that's the, the grievance St. Junins have with it, you know, and... Listen, you know, when the referee had sent him off, there was, I don't think there's any anything they could do. You know, I know they could get on to the ref at half time, whatever, but I don't think he was going to change his mind and and, and resend the, the 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 red card. And um, I just suppose unfortunately for, for uh, Shane O'Donnell, who's not a dirty player, that he could send off now in a county final a straight red, and you know what I mean. Uh, just nothing you'd want to be associated with like that there. And um, but listen, again, it was it was a bad decision. Yeah, Brian. Yeah, it could be your Paddy. The thing I feel about it is that I was a player that got sent off. He was probably one of Unit's most important players. You know, and if it had been probably someone other lad, they might have survived, you know. But going, going back to yourself there, Paddy, after 10 minutes, you could see the glimpses. In particular, two players that stood out for me with the hunger was the two Doherty's. You know, they were just on it from the word go and they were one and but they were going in for balls that men wouldn't even put their hands in for. They were going head on and Paddy, you know, and after five minutes, you know, watch the game with the two young guys, and they were just saying, you know, Glenties are here, Glenties are going to win this, and everyone kind of nearly seen it, Paddy. Now, the sending off, you know, come here, it's very unfortunate, and Shane, Do- Shane O'Donnell, as Francis says, he's not that kind of a player, you know, but the final will be remembered for Shane O'Donnell being sent off, and that's, you know, going to be the way it is, Paddy, but, you know, it's very unfortunate on the poor lad, you know, because he's, you know, who knows if he'd stay on the pitch, what had happened. But, you know, it's very unfortunate on him. I actually think it's slightly... You know, I know people will say, how is it unfortunate and everybody? But I think it is. I, I, I would know... Look, I would know a lot of those Glenties lads like you well, Brian. And you like to Martin Regan and Martin Doherty. You know, you know, very good GA, man, and very fair as well. It's not their fault either. People will say the Neve Connell lads... Some of them made the most of it. Let's lads, let's call a spade a spade. Don't cut the rubbish. There's no team that is not wouldn't go out and try and get other people sent off. Anybody that says that is just lying through their teeth, Francie. Like we all look at our own team and say, "Well, we would never do that. We would never do that." Every team, there's players that will do it, and I include my own in this. 
our draw, the Donegal County team. I remember he used to be giving out of Mickey Hart and Joe Kiernan, but once McGuinness came in and there was a bit of dark arts in Donegal, I loved it. Everyone turns a blind eye when it's their own, don't they, Francie? Yeah, definitely so. But listen, I don't think the Gunners are, can, you know, they're not, I don't think they're blaming anybody but Glenties, well, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think at the end of the day, the, the call comes from the umpire and, or yeah. the linesman. And um, that's where it's at. You know, it's nothing really to do with Glenties, really. You know, they just play the game and whatever they're doing, that's grand. But like, um, at the end of the day, it was the it was the linesman made the decision, and he went to the referee, and he get, he told the referee what he saw, and the referee acted on what he was supposedly have seen from the linesman. And again, that's posted back from Mark Dorian too as a referee. Um, I think he ref the game very well, apart from that decision. But again, that wasn't his decision. So you know, you know, his copybooks and uh, dirty as well because of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's uh, it's difficult, it's difficult on everybody, but. The Connell lads were much better, even 15 v 14, and it's never a guarantee. Con- Brian St. Junin's two goals did come against the runner play, particularly the second one. Neve Connell were in complete, complete control. Yeah, the second goal, Barry, was getting more of a, well, I wouldn't call it a fluke goal, but for probably for the first goal, it was the only time that St. Junin's really ran and asked big questions of Glenty, you know. Uh, I think it was uh, Neil O'Donnell or Shane O'Donnell that actually made the goal. You know, made the goal. And it was a good finish. Uh, but going back to Union, I think Union's will be. You know, Rory and David will sit down over the next few days and probably will be very disappointed. You know, because very few of their players, Paddy, really played up to the standard that they were setting all year. Bar maybe Connor o- or Connor O'Donnell. I thought Connor O'Donnell was the one player that asked questions of Glenfish. You know, but bar the rest of them, Paddy. They'll be very disappointed with their overall performance, you know. And you, you know, there were probably none of them in five, you know, none of them got above maybe five out of ten, Paddy. And on a county final day, you know, you need at least ten players above that there. And Glenty's like all Glen, all the Glenty's players played well, Paddy. You know, even picking out a man of the match was a hard one. You know, for me, Brandy McDyer, you know, we the point, the first score that he kicked was unbelievable, Paddy. You know, when he they nearly set the tone from that score, Paddy, from you know, after I think it was maybe two, three minutes into the game. And that kind of set the tone of the game, Paddy. He's very composed. They're a brilliant to be honest, as I said at the outset, I can't believe I went against them in a final. And 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 again, it's just five minutes in, Francie, it's just the blocking, the last ditch, it's the pinching it away. It's the little hooks, if you like. It's that dirty ball. They put their lives on the line, don't they? And I thought Jack McKelvey very industrious. Orin and Orin and Union Dory, I would imagine, as as a coach, lads, the dream. Good players, but also attitude on the pitch, second and on. And is it fair to say Kevin McGettigan is entering the territory, Francie, of most underrated players around Donegal? He's he's always good. Yeah, no, in fairness, Kevin McGettigan always does a job. Um suppose just to echo Brian's thought there too, you know, I definitely understand Brent McDyer kicked three points, uh, you know, and I probably, I thought he was the man of the match. If you took it, that's Kieran Thompson at a quiet first half, come into it in the second half, but Brent McDyer in the first half kicked two serious scores, you know, and um, he was very good getting on ball and stuff like that there as well, you know, but listen, the two Doherty's go through a lot of work as well, a lot of, a lot of work, it's, you know, it's not seen and stuff like that there. Kevin McGinnigan, cornerback, you know, brilliant as well, and was Owen Wade was, you know, just typical Owen Wade, just always available for the ball, and you just you go through the whole team, you know, that's Glenty's really, really wanted the game and 
you know, you're saying there, you know, everybody doubted them in the final and probably everybody doubted them because they probably thought Unions thought that Unions were a better team than the team last year, no more than the Glenties came into the final last year and everybody thought it was just a matter of turning up for, for Glenties to win it, you know, and, and Unions and Unions came in and gave a, a better a big performance and everybody was expecting Unions to do the same again and um on paper it looked like that but it just doesn't happen. But you get the credit for Glenties, Glenties didn't let it happen and they never laid a glove on them last year, and this year they just really got stuck into them, and and, and really, you know, you know, it's, you know, they're very hard to break down. Glenties allowed to kick out the pattern to go short, and um, I thought it was that was a, dig, a, a thing for Unions, where Unions actually played anti Glenties Barrow here by allowing the kick out to go short and letting them build instead of you know going along with the kick out, kick it in 60, 70 yards into the thing, and if Unions would have caught it, they'd only been thirty yards from goal, and uh, you know, Glenties were. A, you know, not not giving out the kick out, but they were stepping off a good bit. And with Patton's kick, Patton could have kicked it nearly seventy or eighty yards on top of Glenty's uh, full back line. Do you know what I mean? But they didn't try that at all, and just really played into Glenty's barrel by going short with a kick out and trying to run it the whole time. And Glenty's were happy enough to let them do that. You know. Yeah, I forgot to ask you, Brian. What did you make of Neil O'Donnell's tweet? Yeah, come here. It's probably maybe at the heat of the moment, Paddy. You know. No one probably understands the commitment. Club player, you know, Niall's probably coming off the county, stayed under the club, you know. And then like, they're probably feeling hard done by. So come here, it's probably heat of the moment thing, Paddy. But you'd just be hoping that, that not, nothing will come off it, you know. Oh, yeah. One of those things, Paddy. Absolutely. Brian, you're around a long time. Like, I'm good friends now with Brad O'Donnell, and I see him saying we don't get the credit. I, I don't buy that either. We've been crediting, praising, endorsing Neve Connell for the last couple of years on here like they do they they do get the they do get the credit is it fair to say they're as good a club team okay they didn't go on and win the Ulster club championship yet Brian they're like we go back St Joseph's won eight between 65 and 76 Bally Shannon four slash five between 86 98 Kelly Beggs won five between 88 96 Brian as good as any of them yeah. Come here, Paddy. As you know well, we're neighbouring clubs. We went to school with them all. We know them all well. We know the tradition. Them. It's, it's like a religion them to, to them, Paddy. And the big thing about them, Paddy, where other clubs maybe have suffered, they have lost very few players. No, other clubs, players go go away, they go travelling. Very few, Paddy. You know yourself with that group of players of their own ways, the Leos, the Bricks, the Marty's. You know, you used to have played them at underage, but Paddy, they're still all playing football. And you look at the reserve team, you know, you've Dara Geller getting man of the match. You know, it's like a religion to the Paddy, you know, when I would say there would have been a queer party in heaven on Friday night or on Saturday evening, you know, Paddy Boyle, you know, Michael Jack, I'll fill up Faldi, you know, them boys would be, they were all shining on them on uh, on Saturday, you know, but Paddy, they're an unbelievable club, you know. Yeah, and, and I don't think here. because they haven't won an Ulster, it doesn't mean because I, I know people now will say, "Well, we don't want an Ulster," but like Jesus, like this golden generation of Kilkar won championship. Like I won't include right the one hundred five Glenties and the one ten Neve Connell, but I'm taking the golden generation of Kilkar. It's four one, like to Neve Connell. You know, Unions won fourteen one last year. It's it is remarkable, Francie. It it and listen. They could they could rattle an Ulster as well, Francie. Oh, definitely so. Listen there, listen. If Unions would have won on Sunday, everybody was saying Unions are a, a real a real show on for to give us Ulster championship to go. And listen, any team that plays Glenties now, they'll know they're in for a game. Um, you know what you get when you play Glenties. Uh, it's just going to be 
Guts and thunder, and they've they've serious footballers on top of that as well. You know what I mean? Kieran Thompson kicks serious scores. Brandy McDade kicks scores. Like Leo didn't even start the last day, so Leo may probably got a get another week or two now. Get get back again, and he used to come back into the equation. If things are not going well, they can break from the set from the bench. You know what I mean? And like look at even the the, the reserves the last day, like Kieran Gallagher, Dara Gallagher, Ethan Burn. Uh, you know what I mean? They're serious operation operators are as just forward players, like you to come off and do a job for you. Like, you know, them two boys probably come part of the panel now for the, the game going forward. And like if you put Kieran Gallagher and and uh and and, and, and Dara Gallagher into that as well, like that's gonna add on to their strength. Listen, the uh, Glenties and probably that's what the thing's gonna drive them on now is this Ulster thing, you know, and if they could if they could get um a good run on that Ulster thing, they'll, they'll, they'll be very hard to play against for starters and and so that's kinda Football now, where it's, you know, it is want their football, as they say, and that's nobody will want to come up against Glenties. Yeah, nobody will want to come up against Glenties. Franti, I know you, you're stuck for time, but Franti, let our Kenny Gales finally get over the line. The, the noisy neighbours of St. Eunan's 12 10 in favour of Letter Kenny Gales over, over Karen Donna. What did you make of it? Yeah, no, listen, there was, was definitely it was a game of two halves, you know, Paddy, and Karen Donner came out, you know. Really, you would think that you would think they were and have been be- beaten in the final for the last two years, and and, and it was Letter Kenny Gales like they were going to their third final in and and three years. And um, Karen Donner came really out in the first half, and they were seven four up at half time, and really deserved that lead. And maybe could have been maybe a couple of more points up, you know, um, seven four up. But they're probably really disappointed with their second half performance, you know. Really, Letter Kenny Gales really came out in the second half, and they started their intent, you know, and. They really came into the game and you know led by um led by uh Connor McBrady and, and Ronan Freyan. You know they really kicked on and they became from you know it was as I said seven four at half time. They came out the second half and it was uh eight seven and then it went to nine seven and then it went to ten seven and would you believe it? Karen Donna came back into the game and missed a couple of chances and you know it was only in the last two or three minutes, last minute really that you could say the game was won for the Gales. Uh, Brian Duffer was one on one with the goalkeeper, and he went for he fussed the ball with the bar, put them two up. But it was, you know, if you're a little kind of Gales person, you, you were there was a lot of prayers being said, you know, because they're only holding on by a point. But you have to go serious credit to Karen Donna. As I said, you, you you would think that they were in the final for the last two years on on their, on their performance in the first half, just in the second half, just weren't able to keep keep it going. And uh, Larry kind of Gales came came strong in the second half, and post Connor McBurdy, Ronan Freeman, and Brian Duffer really drove them on the second half. But you know, plus you get big praise for you know uh, Connor O'Donnell and, and Fergal Doherty in the first half. You know they, they really you know did good work for um for for Karen Donna and uh, listen, Karen Donna plus it's, it's a big thing for them now. That, you know they got beaten in the final. Can they get back again next year? Maybe get get, get one one better than what they did. You know, but the Gales, you know, plus this is the third time going and they've got across the line now and they go to play intermediate football next year. Yeah, Francie, I let you go. Thanks so much for joining me here on the Donegal GA podcast. I know you're coaching there in LYIT. All the best, Francie. Okay, thank you. Brian, that hurt. We saw it. You, it was you, actually. You were the first man to come out with the stat. I've seen it now in the the the, the, um, the circle across various platforms. All the beaten finalists from last year. Dunlow, Letter Kenny Gales, and Eve Connell coming back and winning. So that's a huge win. Huge win for Letter Kenny Gales. Yeah, a big one for Letter Kenny Gales, Paddy. You know, and I, I kind of from the start of the junior championship, I, I fancied them because no fault to Division Three, but they were playing in Division Two. They were playing against you know top top or, or higher level teams, and that probably helped them this year. You know, you know because they were playing better quality teams. They're going to places like Glen. You know, going to 
places like McCool's, you know, which really probably took them on. But you know, you have to, you know, you have to. Karen Donnell had a really, really good first half. Connor Donnell was going really well, you know. Um, but later, Kenny Gales probably just got enough to get over the line, Paddy. You know, but just one thing, Paddy. I want to go. I would just go back to the Glenty thing here. You know, it's funny at the beginning of the year, Glenty's could Glenty's couldn't get a manager. You know, and you know Martin Regan. Martin Regan must deserve some credit for coming. You know, coming back in as you know himself. He has four young kids there, Paddy. You know, and it's some achievement for him. You know, he'll probably go down as one of the greatest Donegal club managers ever. There's absolutely no no doubt about that he's very level-headed as well and stays away sometimes and I know you need an ego to get out of bed in the morning but doesn't look to have a huge ego there which is I would imagine you know and a lot of great leaders there as well so he's done so well but uh, the apple doesn't far, fall far from the tree that his father a, a brilliant brilliant GA man as well just a quick one on Lee Bolton before we go big one for your neighbours there in the junior B final 3-6 to 12 yeah. points Brian yeah, nice to see uh, Neve Alton, Paddy, you know, we club there. A lot of boys doing a lot of good work, you know, the likes of Nutter, Liam Nutter Kendi there, Martin Shovlin, you know, Colin Shovlin. You know, it's good to see them, you know, one and the thing there, the mixture of old and young players, you know, few of the lads would have coached, you know, there were a lad, James Byrne there. I think he might be in London working at the moment, you know, so, you know, it was good for them and nice if you see them, one, you know, it's good to see a wee club like, Neve Alton still going, you know, and getting a wee bit of silverware. I'm sure they're enjoying their day today, Paddy. There's no doubt about that. Very stuck for time today. All our guests were just, we're on the clock today. Ulster Championship draw, Donegal v. Down winners play, Cabin winners play, Armagh, Antrim, still a long, long way away. Brian, will we have a manager the next time we have a podcast in a week's time, two weeks' time? I would hopefully now, Paddy. You know, it should be after if, if, if all stories are true that Rory's going to take the job, you know, and it probably wasn't easy for Rory. Maybe, maybe it got into, you know, maybe that didn't help the St. Unions build up either, you know. So, you know, you'd hope it sorted out fairly soon now, Paddy, because come here, we're nearly at the end of October, you know, and I'm sure these county boys are itching to get back at it because we'll soon be we'll soon be at the start of the National League and I'm sure Edmund Brennan and them kind of boys are nearly ready to go again, Paddy. Edmund Brennan's always ready to go. We'll have much more on the Donegal manager. As I said, a lot of people are saying it's Rory Cavan and that, but we've been told other names before, so we uh, won't go into that in too much detail just yet. We'll be talking about that Ulster Championship draw as well. Okay, thanks to Brian, thanks to Francie Freel, thanks to you, our listeners, and Austin O'Callaghan on production. And a big shout out to our sponsors, Donegal Plumbing and Heating, Old Lahey Road in Donegal Town. We're taking a little bit of a break from the podcast for a couple of weeks. We'll be back when the Donegal junior, intermediate and senior teams when they uh, make their march on Ulster. We'll have plenty of podcasts in a couple of weeks. Bye for now. Uh, talk to you and stay safe. FM. Donegal Plumbing and Heating, Old Lahey Road, Donegal Town. Suppliers of underfloor heating packages, aluminium radiators, Samson and Daikin air-to-water heat pumps, and all your renewable needs. And sponsors of the Donegal GAA podcast.